Welcome yep. to Conversations. I'm your host, Doug Dewan, and joining me this segment is Russell Brooks, the Executive Director for Red Eagle Soaring. Join us as we look at issues that affect us here at home in our community and across the nation. Today, we're going to find out about Red Eagle Soaring Native Youth Theater. Russell, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. First, uh, can you just kind of quickly tell me about yourself and what is Red Eagle Soaring? Um, well, yeah, my name is Russell Brooks, uh, Southern Cheyenne Executive Director for Red Eagle Soaring uh, here in Seattle. Um, Soaring is a nonprofit 501c3 organization that's been in existence for 32 years. Uh, we started uh, right around 1991 and then finally became a, a tax-free organization in 98. Um, during those years, there was a you know, just the community coming together and parents and community members volunteering and, and, uh, um, and then, um, you, you know, again, like we've, we've been around now 32 years, our mission is to empower our native first nations, indigenous youth, um, to, uh, express themselves with like confidence and clarity through both traditional and contemporary performing arts. So as we talk about, you know, traditional performing arts, you know, our, our native, to, you know, have always had um, strong artistic representation through our cultures in a variety of different ways, and um, and of course, you know, uh, our our cultures and our communities, you know, despite all the historical suffering, uh, in, in a lot of ways, you know, are you know are still continuing on and still here today, and um, still in a state of recovery in a lot of ways. But there's also other other facets of our communities and cultures that are thriving and doing well too. So, so with that, um, uh, yeah, so that's, so ready to go soaring. We work with native youth ages 10 to 19 around Seattle and King County due to the age of our organization. Like we do have youth that come from outside of the County. Like we have youth from like Olympia and Tacoma, like on a consistent basis, uh, that access our, our yearly cycle of programming that we do in spring, summer, and fall, uh, with like theatrical productions and short film workshops and, creative writing workshops and just things to help kind of give them a launch pad into the arts. Um, and then as they, you know, as they get older and they go through those processes, um, it's amazing. It's really beautiful to see the transformation and, and just their confidence and, and the different ways that it, um, you know, empowers them and enriches them. Plus just having like really positive, like, you know, peer to peer relationships with other native youth in the area. And then, uh, due to the age of our program, we have a alumni uh, program now, which is ages 20 plus, and uh, that's a formal program called YTT, which stands for Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow, uh, Urban Native Performing Artists, and that's a, our alumni that, you know, branch out into their own artistic, you know, as, uh, you know, uh, arts industry professionals and um and they also go out to do, you know, a variety of other things, but they, they come back and mentor the youth of our program too. So, so yeah, that's kind of Red Eagle Soaring in a nutshell, but we've done about 180 productions to date. Um, and again, you know, we're, you know, large theater focused, but you know, we have used to go on to do quite a variety of things and like our alumni, like, um, some are actors, directors, uh, playwrights, videographers, we have musicians, you know, just, like, like I said, Red Eagle Soaring is really kind of a, a way for them to keep their cultural identity here in an urban setting, um, you know, and have cohesive relationships with others that are positive, but also uh, um, 
to sustain their cultural heritage and uh but also a launch pad you know into the arts and into the arts uh you know in the creative fields yeah and i think all of that sounds amazing so i guess i'm curious um what issues do you think that native youth are facing uh today that we may not be aware of basically what do you want them to get out of their engagement with red eagle soaring yeah good good question well obviously there's you know uh a you know, myriad of, you know, different social, you know, issues and pressures and uh, things that they encounter that um, I think, uh, you know, one of the most important things is just coming into the space, knowing it's a safe space that they can come and be themselves and, um, you know, open up and express themselves and, and be able to have, you know, positive uh, relationships with other peers. Um, and then, uh, you know, and again, to kind of find, you know, their creative talents and, you know, skills and, and passion, you know, uh, for certain things, but then also to, you know, have a, have a safe space to, you know, and try something new, you know, take healthy risks. Um, it's especially important now too, as people, you know, there's so much that's, you know, I, I, I think there was a lot leading up to the pandemic, but since the pandemic, you know, there's a high rate of, you know, uh, you know, importance placed on mental health and, you know, uh, those that, you know, might suffer from isolation or anxiety, you know, things like that. So having to come together and find support is really important. Yeah, I think we all kind of went through that uh, to some extent. Can, can you tell me a little bit about how the pandemic affected Red Eagle Soaring? Did you guys have to shut down for a while and then coming back? Uh, what was that like? <laughs> Yeah, we transitioned to online program. Um, we actually were right uh, at the very start of uh, our spring our spring play uh, rehearsals start in February, and and then it culminates into performances in June. So you know by about mid March we were about a month into our you know preparing for this play that was written by one of our alumni, and you know everybody was really excited, and then, you know of course the pandemic hit, so. Um, so yeah, we transitioned to, to online and at the time it, it was really vital. It served a great purpose when everybody was trying to adjust to this new normal, you know, at least where, you know, if, you know, they could connect with each, other, um, over the computer and through zoom. Um, but yeah, I mean, our students definitely, um, you know, had, you know, had challenges and struggles with that, uh, something cool though that happened by way of that you know when everything kind of slowed down and shut down and you know again uh, it was the only way that they could really uh, connect with each other um, we had some prominent native artists um, uh, for you know like what our normal rehearsal sessions would have been we were able to schedule them to come on to zoom and talk face to you know face to face over zoom with our youth about their own career pathways and kind of how they got into the arts and things that have inspired them and kept them going. And so we had, uh, uh, Zahn McLaren on, uh, who's, uh, a well-known native actor. He's currently in dark winds. Uh, he's, uh, and also Re reservation dogs. Um, mm. he spent some time with us also Tantu Cardinal, which she's like, you know, a matriarch of, uh, actors. <laughs> mm. Um, you know, she's been in, I think she's been in well over a hundred, uh, like TV, uh, TV, television shows and, and movies. Um, and also Sean Taylor Corbett, he's a, a native actor on Broadway. And then also uh, Superman, uh, who's a friend of ours, native hip hop uh, performer. Yeah, so anyway, it was just a real, that that in and of itself was a real 
kind of blessing in disguise, uh, you know, for our youth to be able to connect with them and, you know, just hear their personal stories straight from them. And, and they, those, those are really uh, cool memories uh, for them through that time. And then we, uh, but yeah, we, I think we, it took about a year. Uh, we did our online programming. And then finally, the summer of 2021, last year, we were able to successfully get back in person, you know, with all the protocols and stuff, but we were able to to do that. And um, I, you know, and through the testing and all that, and I feel pretty fortunate that, that all, all of our youth stayed safe as far as the, you know, the COVID. Um, so I really credit our staff and other people for doing a great job, just, you know, you know, keeping them safe uh, and creating, you know, opportunity for them to get back uh, together in person. But, but yeah, so uh, we were, yeah, we were able to navigate that. Um, you know, of course, you know, um, it, uh, you know, it's, it's been something I think we've learned a lot of lessons from and, and we're still continuing to learn and still try to be adaptable and navigate those things. Yeah, I think it's incredible to find out how people adapted and, you know, creatively worked around what the pandemic was. I think a lot of good things honestly did come out of it the way that we learned to communicate. Um, Now, with you, communication is obviously super important. You're putting on productions and a lot of it on your website is about keeping Native culture alive, history, and it mentions a thing called Since Time Immemorial. Can you tell me about that as well as your partnership there? Sure. Yeah, I mean, our program over the years has had, you know, different elders in the community um, or even, you know, from, uh, you know, goal or regional tribes, um, you know, and and different teaching artists that have come in and worked with our youth and uh, done traditional storytelling with them. And, um, yeah, so since time immemorial is um, the Senate Bill 5433 in 2015, um, and it, it mandated that, uh, you know, tribal sovereignty and tribal history be taught in all public schools. Um, and so we're a really strong proponent of that. I mean, we realize the great, um, you know, I mean, it, it, and we've, we've all experienced and felt the, um, you know, the results of obviously, you know, colonization and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, displacement and eradication, you know, of, of like native, uh, you know, history and, 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 you know, attempted, attempted genocide, you know, and so, um, you know, every tribal community, even though we're very, dis, you know, we're not a monolith, we're very diverse, but yet there's still commonalities, I think, that, that uh, a lot of people, you know, share in and, and really kind of understand. And um, it, it's just like, you know, we talk and we're, you know, we work in theater, but it's like, you know, uh, you know like um, native theater is American theater. It's, you know, we have the original art forms of this continent, you know, and so, and there's so much, uh, you know, that, uh, that I think a lot of the general population can benefit from for learning, you know, our, our, you know, our history and also learning about tribal sovereignty and why that's important and why it's important to, to uphold that with tribes and, you know, honor, honor the treaties of the land and things like that. And so, so anyway, um, and also just general, you know, so, uh, you know, ignorance that sometimes is pervasive out there, you know, about native people or native communities and that type of thing. And so bridging those cultural gaps, uh, to increase, 
um, better understanding, like what's good for native children is is good for all, you know, as far as education is concerned. And then also being able to bridge some of those, uh, you know, those, uh, cultural gaps and understanding and stuff, um, just creates, you know, more equitable society as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, um, also eliminates, uh, you know, prejudice and racism and, you know, a lot of misunderstandings and things that, you know, that have historically have really, um, uh, taking a toll on our relationships, uh, you know, with, with people and with each other and stuff. So, so anyway, so yeah, just kind of talking about that in a nutshell, I mean, the, since time of Memorial curriculum, um, you know, it's, it's, there's kind of like this scope. Um, there are school districts that, you know, and, and it's designed with your local tribe, um, that's closest to you. There are school districts that have made some strides and are doing some great things. There's others that still have to scratch the surface. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, it's one of those type of things that it's not just going to be completed in one year, completed in five years or whatever. It's, it's, it's ongoing. It will, there's, it's kind of an infinite, um, an infinite goal there. Um, there, you know, there probably are, you know, there are some probably like finite, um, markers like benchmarks or something for, you know, schools that are effectively implementing that. Um, but I think it's super important, especially when, you know, we have native students in, in all different, um, uh, you know, schools, you know, mm-hmm. around the, around the area, around the state, we've got 29 federally recognized tribes here in the state of Washington, you know, and, and I mean, um, it, it only makes sense that, uh, you know, tribal history and sovereignty, uh, would be taught and it's long overdue. And again, it's an ongoing work to continue to, you know, recover and build that up at a level that it should be at. So it's, it's something that will, I'm sure will continue beyond our lifetime into the next generation or two. But, you know, the hope is, is that, you know, that, that Senate bill that was passed in 2015 is really a seed that was planted to kind of rectify some long overdue, um, uh, education, you know, within our educational system and, you know, within our population and stuff so that, you know, um, you know, tribal, you know, history and sovereignty is honored and that it's, it's taught and that, you know, people have a understanding out there in general about it so that they're, they're not ignorant and they can also, uh, be, you know, great neighbors and allies to, uh, our native communities, you know, and supporting, um, you know, our children and our coming generations, you know, so. For sure, yeah. I, I can tell you anecdotally that the information I got about Native tribes uh, growing up in school was probably the least accurate version that I probably, uh, you could get. It was just, you know, the gloss over oh. the top. And and so to, to find out that, you know, this information is, you know, finally being put to the forefront and being taught, I think is fantastic. So on the topic Absolutely. of of performances and bringing this to life what's on the horizon for uh for red eagle soaring you got performances coming up what do, what do we got to look forward to yeah well i'm glad you asked that um yeah we've got we've got a lot of things going on at any one given time we have our spring summer and fall program we just got done with a, a short film workshop um uh that uh we'll we'll be releasing that short film soon called the comedian it actually stars uh uh our youth along with a uh, native um, actor and comedian, Casey Nicholson. Um, we bring production uh, that will take place in February. Um, and th- th- that's the start of the rehearsal process. And then uh, our youth gather weekly to get ready for the spring performances uh, that happen in June. 
And then we have our two-week intensive summer workshop in August. Um, and we're hoping by then that maybe station space at King Street Station um, will be open or getting close to open. So, uh, And then, of course, you know, we have our fall programming. But our alumni, um, the the YTT that I mentioned before, that they, they perform like at other places too throughout the year. Um, we often get asked to you know, especially during these months where it's like, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day and, Mm -hmm. you know, Native American Heritage Month and, you know, just, um, and then, you know, of course, different things throughout the year, like the Folk Life Festival and, um, you know, the Waterfront, uh, Friends of Waterfront Seattle, uh, we've had performances there, but it's just, there's so many, there's a number of all these different, you know, events and things happening like around Seattle and around our area that a lot of times we're asked to come perform. So we'll have people that come sing or maybe they do a, you know, a short uh, play or like a skit, you know, that type of thing. So it's, uh, so yeah, they're the best way to kind of keep track of like what our current performances are um, in announcements is to check out our Facebook page at readygosoaring.org. Also our website, uh, um, our, our, our Facebook page and then our our website. And um, yeah, we usually post like announcements for uh, performances and shows and stuff, but um, but it's great because that, you know, gives us more, you know, visibility and certainly awareness out in the general community of, uh, you know, of Red Eagle Soaring and what we do, but also performance opportunities for our youth and our alumni to get up, and, you know, share stories. It's, you know, in, in the end, we're all a collection of our stories and we have a lot of stories to tell. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a true statement. That's kind of an understatement. We're all just a collection of our own stories. Um, so let me ask you this, if somebody wants to get involved, uh, uh, native youth, um, or support, or most importantly, usually donate, how do they go about doing so? Yeah. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah. Red Eagle soaring.org would be our website. We do have donation buttons right there. Um, so if anybody would like to donate, um, and it's always tax deductible, of course, and, um, we just got done with an annual fundraiser that we do in uh, November. It was actually last Thursday called Res Giving. Um, our uh, um, community partners down at the Central uh, in Pioneer Square uh, host, hosted the event. Uh, and it was really wonderful. We had a lot of community that came out and donated and supported. We had some performances and, you know, a raffle, silent auction and, um, it's just a really wonderful night to come, you know, celebrate our youth and the work that we do. And um, and so that's an annual event that we have in November. So people can mark that on the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Um, but, yeah, um, it, you know, as far as, like, getting involved in other ways, either, you know, donating um, to us or even coming to, you know, there's any, uh, you know, buddy that's interested in volunteering for some of our um, some of our work we do in the community and, um, even helping out on community partnerships we have with other, you know, theaters in town or other um, arts organizations and things like all they have to do is directly contact us through our website. And we've we've got our contact information there that they can reach out to us. And um, yeah, and just always fit in. So, you know, <laughs> there's, there's people that have certain, uh, you know, skill sets or interests or, or ways to, you know, help us in our collective we're very inclusive and open and and uh you know enjoy really interacting and engaging with the community so well i always thought that if if advice then it was twice as true so get in where you fit in is something that i'm gonna totally (laughs) steal from you (laughs) yeah yeah do it (laughs) 
<laughs> Russell, I really, really appreciate you coming on and talking to us. Before I let you go, is there one thing that you would like to say uh, in support of Red Eagle Soaring? What What do you think people should know? Yeah, thank you. Um, I think the most important uh, thing that I, you know, in this moment, I guess, is uh, um, just, um, you know, we're, we're at a very challenging time, you know, uh, you know, in our lives and in our, our histories and things like that. But sometimes your greatest growth and some of the greatest um, things that can happen uh, come through those type of times. Uh, and, uh, you know, um, and I feel like there's so many awesome things that are that have been happening that, you know, I really really honor the work of, you know, the people, the, you know, the board members and the staff and, uh, you know, the parents and people that have just been involved in the last 32 years to keep Red Eagle Soaring going and, and vibrant. And, you know, and even though we just, you know, came, <clears throat> you know, came through the challenges of the pandemic and we're still, you know, navigating through, you know, our, our you know, um, just our current challenges that, you know, we're still here and we're going to be here and we're going to continue stepping forward and, you know, striving to enrich our lives and do good things and be able to share in community. And we certainly invite people to come do that with us and come celebrate our, you know, um, just come celebrate with us, you know, uh, and keeping our, uh, our, uh, native stories and traditions alive and, and continuing on as they continue to evolve. So we're really, we're really grateful and we're really grateful, uh, that you reached out, Doug, and, and wanted to, you know, just talk about what we do and, and lift our community and our youth up. So thank you for that. Yeah, well, thank you for taking your time to tell tell your story and the work that's being done at Red Eagle Soaring. Russell Brooks, thank you so much. Hey, thank you. I hope you have a good day. So. Thank you. And uh, thank you for listening. Conversations is a public affairs program of this station.